We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks. You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. So I mentioned this before we started recording. I just want to address it really quick and get your guys' feelings on it. So we had the 36-22 win versus the Titans. We're 5-8 and eight now. Now we're talking about playoff implications and all these things again after like like really fast shifts in our tone over three weeks. So, uh, Derek, I'll start with you. Like, what What is... What should we be feeling right now? Positive, negative, a mix? Like, what's what's the what's the deal going forward? Um, you know, it, it's a it's a good feeling, but then again, it's a it's a crazy feeling because you have to try to understand and and you know you're trying to figure out. You don't have to um, try to, but you know, fans are trying to figure out what's wrong with this team. How did we go so good, then so bad, then back to so good? Um. And I think that's just the nature of learning how to win. It's the steps that take when you have to learn how to win. Um, you have to know how to basically keep the emotion of uh, in that drive you know, and keep it turned on 24-7. I mean, that's what coaching and, and, and you, know, you get the X's and O's and the right coach is all about. How well can he keep the guys motivated? And it's just, you know, in Detroit, you got to look at Detroit wasn't a slack team, okay? They just beat Minnesota, right? Then they they beat Minnesota last week. Minnesota's an NFC division leader. Um, so Detroit's not a slack team. They're they're figuring it out too. It's just that they're probably a step ahead of us. They're probably you know just one step, one small step ahead of us. So that that's it really. Just learning how to win. But when you, when you look back at the Tennessee game and how they really fed off of each other, did you see the energy? You know how they fed off of each other. That's that's kind of how, you know this this team is. They they feed off of each other, and and that's what it's going to take to 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 continue to be successful for this last you know four games of the season. Yeah, JK three. What about because he's talking about the team, 
and I'm talking about like the fans, like our our psyche and 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 well, like all the the therapy sessions that I've paid for to uh, cope with with <laughs> ups and downs. Like like what about us? Do we have to do we have to cope with winning too and being good uh, possibly soon or something? Dude, dude, I'm it's like I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. And I, I just don't want them to. I just don't want my heart ripped out again. And then it, it. And what what makes it so much fun, like watching the game, is like when you come in, like Sunday, coming in. Um, I was hanging out, uh, you know, with one of my friends watching the game, and you know, probably two of the biggest optimistic Jaguar fans that are probably in Jacksonville. You know, we we still think that there's some way that we're going to be able to get into the playoffs. But then it's like you know we're going to play the Titans. Derrick Henry, first quarter, rips off like 86, 86 yards in the first, first quarter. And we're like, all right, here we go again. Uh, <laughs> and then in the second quarter, the floodgates just open and the Jags, you know, just continue to start playing, um, you know, great football. So it's just I, I'm cautiously optimistic. It's like I, I really hope like deep down, man, I am just like in my soul. I cannot wait for Sunday but then it's like, man, I don't know what team is going to show up. It's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde effect. You know, it's just like you don't know which team is going to show up on Sunday. I want them to remain competitive. And that's what they've been all season. Um, you know, and I say that, you know, again, with the cautious optimism of that, you know, they've dropped, you know, a few games here and there by by seven, one score. OK, great. But then, you know, every now and then they'll put together a performance like they did against Tennessee, put together a performance like they did against Baltimore, put another performance, uh, you know, again, like they did against Vegas. And it gets me can, you know, gets me hyped back up again and gets me, you know, riled up r- back up just to come back down to the depths of hell. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like that thing where you have like a really bad cut. The scab appears and you peel the scab off and then it's raw again. And then the scab comes back again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, not these yeah. are gross analogy, but um, I actually followed pretty much 50, 60 percent of the game through our group text because of horrible reception in, in Disney Magic Kingdom. So I remember I had the NFL uh, app, which is awesome, by the way, the streaming uh, like I did the free trial for the streaming service. NFL you- Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. uh, YouTube TV said the whole thing about me being outside my market and stuff, which is so weird that that exists still. But um, yeah. yeah, it worked really well. But yeah, I saw what you saw that you know the huge run, and it just seemed like oh god, here we go again. So uh, I was like, thank God I have bad reception because it doesn't matter. But again, it just completely—I don't know what happened—but the the tone in the group text from you guys all of a sudden shifted, and I was like, what in the world? Are we actually like doing good now? And so that's pretty cool. I mean, especially against the Titans in Tennessee, you can't ask for uh, a better win. And uh, I think there was even a highlight of Trevor Lawrence, like uh, smacking his helmet up against some of the defenders on Tennessee, like showing some fire at the end too. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I think the craziest thing for me was actually seeing, um, you know, Evan Ingram, the game that he had on, uh, on Sunday was just, just absolutely insane, man. Like I, we're so used to tight ends having career days against us, uh, and it's really good to finally see that him and uh, you know Trevor, and he, he kind of seems like one of the more reliable receivers, you know, on the uh, you know on the team. And uh, you know, I thought it was a good, um, not great, but good bounce back game for Zay Jones. Um, you know, also you know he had some some drops early on, but he made that crazy toe tap you know catch uh, in the second quarter, and then I think Trevor was really kind of going for it and really feeling himself when he was going to hit him with that like 55, 60 yard bomb that he dropped. Um, But it was some pass interference, but still, I think, you know, I would have loved to see him come down with that catch. 
But either way, man, 16 is feeling himself, man. He's throwing the ball all over the yard. Uh, you know, this is what we've wanted to see. This is what we've, you know, got, gone accustomed to seeing the last couple of weeks. And, man, you know, what bigger game to step up for than, than you know, than, than this weekend? Derek, what about uh, Trevor Lawrence and his performance in the last uh, whatever it is? What was the wasn't there a stat one of you guys dropped here uh, shortly before we recorded about like his uh, TD to interception ratio or something? Or maybe I saw that in the group text. I don't know, but um, apparently he's been on quite a roll. I think you hear a lot. Even the Jets fans now are like, okay, yeah, we actually did mess up by winning too many games and not being able to draft him. So I think people are starting to concede that he might be the guy. We're gonna put in a petition that you know Frank Gore should have a national holiday here in in, in Jacksonville because if he <laughs> doesn't score that touchdown, Jets don't win and we don't get Trevor. No, huh. but um, really, he is. I always said during the whole season he was in his in his own head. I, I've said it from day one. He was in his own head. You take his you know his own pressure he puts on himself. I I think I, I think he could care less about what people say or think. He just doesn't seem like the type to like get all caught up in what people were saying. I think it was just all about him, and that bye week couldn't have come soon enough. It took you know eleven weeks. I think that's when they had their bye week, and, and since then he's been on a tear. Um, I mean, even if you take the Detroit game, you know he he didn't play. The whole team played like crap, but he didn't hurt. The team like he did against like uh, the Eagles, you know, in week two or three, whatever that was. So he's just seeing things, you know, more slowly developing as opposed to everything being so fast. Yeah, you know, like that touchdown that he got to Zay Jones, that could have easily been a pick. But when you're playing with confidence and you're just playing and moving, those types of bounces go your way. So I think that's what the you know the big deal is is he's just playing with a lot of confidence right now. Receivers are playing with a lot of confidence. They definitely have a game plan. When you look at how like they beat Baltimore when they were just going at Marcus Peters constantly, and then you look at the you know the um, the Titans they were going with Evan Ingram constantly like the 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 game plan he, he he's him and Doug are in sync. The game plan's working. All right, here's the weak link. Let's go after him. Um, and that's when you know that, you know, he's studying, he's doing his homework. Because those plays are, you know, like, what was it, the, the touchdown catch in the, on the end zone where he threw it, you know, over the guy's head. Uh, Evan Ingram just went up and caught it. The DB, you know, he attempted to turn around, but it was too late. The ball was already there by the time he tried to turn around. Um, that wasn't just by luck. That's something they identified. And, you know, we got Dallas coming up. We can identify some things. Yeah, they're good. They're physical, but they can be beaten. Um, and I think we have a, a you know, with, with Trevor playing the way he is, we have a decent shot of doing so. I'm not saying we're going to win, and I'm not making a prediction. It's just he, he's just playing with such high confidence right now, and it's great to see. So um, anything from the Titans game? I know it's later in the week that outside of the, you know, the Trevor and the you know good performance by Ingram and Zay Jones, etc. Um, defensively, any anything to kind of hang our hat on on that side of the ball, I guess, before we shift gears. Derek, I think you also want an apology on the defense. Oh yeah, you did. Talk, Man, you did, uh, text man, that's yeah. two apologies. 
I think Man, he owes someone an apology on the defense. That's two apologies. I do too, wait, but I don't know. I, 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 I do at, too. I, I do too, but I nearly I nearly would okay. So it's not like this is Taven Bryan. So he's doing an apology. You can give you can give him an apology. I gave him one a couple weeks ago. And I gotta give him another one. Where, where have you been at? Where's this been at? Yeah. Hey, come on. I don't know. Talking want, about Dewey. Yeah, I don't want the team to draft guys or sign guys for them to stink and for us to pick at them as fans. They could care less what we say anyway. But, um, yeah, no, it's great, man. Inspiring. Pretty sure he bruised his ribs trying to tackle Derrick Henry and still got back out there. Um, But, yeah, hey, you you make another play. Dude, that's – wow. You know, you make another play on Sunday – um, that, that's three in what four games? Wow, yeah, dude. The pick, the wow. pick is what, what you know, kind of the, the pick was, was great, man. The pick is what really kind of set it off. Uh, What's funny you know, is some of the media people were like, Well, we threw it right to him, and of course, he's got to react fine. You take your bro, it doesn't matter, down yeah, there. it doesn't yeah. matter. You, you take it, you, you try to do that <laughs> with a, somebody, a jugs machine. You know, the ball is coming at you, you know, it is 1000 percent coming at you, and you still try to catch the ball. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Don't take that away from him. But yeah, no, no I'm, not, I think, I'm saying the people in the media were no, like, no, yeah, no, no. I, I think that is uh, I, I think it's great, man. I mean, you know, Wingard has been uh, playing very well, uh, you know, in, in Cisco's absence. And I, I think that he's been making the most of the opportunities of what he was doing. Um, you know, he's made some great sure tackles. Um, he, he's, you know, had a couple of great hits. But I think, you know, I think the defense has kind of been feeding off of you know, his intensity. And I think the defense has been feeding off of, you know, uh, of him. A lot of the things you watch as far as like Jaguars, like media content and, you know, depending on how you consume that content, whether it be like, you know, on YouTube, whatever, um, he seems to be a fan or a team favorite in the locker room. And so it's great for him to, you know, continue to, to, to build upon that. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, of course, we still like to have Cisco there, but, you know, Wingard's been playing great ball, um, and I think the defense too, uh, you know, kind of really got back to where they were within those the first three four games of, of who they were. We've been asking for this for all all season. You know, we've been looking for this defense. We've been looking for the turnovers uh, and the short fields and the advantages that that come with that as far as flipping the field goes. Um, and, and we got it. And I think that you know a majority of it too is that they didn't stray away from their game plan. Their game plan was to kind of keep Derrick Henry, you know, boxed in, um, you know, really, you know, kind of keep him boxed in so that he doesn't get a full head of steam and get him going. Um, you know, they had a, it was a little bit shaky in the first, you know, maybe halfway through the second quarter, but, you know, the turnover started going, um, we started capitalizing off of the turnovers, even, you know, um, I think the turning point was, I think Patterson, we had uh, brought what Riley Patterson out there twice off of uh, two of the field goals. Uh, from the turnovers and it's like okay now we really gotta start you know piling on the points here because Tennessee was still um you know kind of a threat only being down by one or us only being able to, to you know to capitalize you know so marginally on those those field goals so um I and I think that the defense you know is built to to play with the lead um, I don't know how many more opportunities they're going to have to play with that, but I mean, Arden Key was getting after uh, Roy Robinson, Harrison, Fadasaki, um, you know, Josh Allen, uh, and then again, shout out to Shaq Quarterman for you know 
uh, making Boom. make ma- making <laughs> Derrick Henry, you know, one of us. You know, he he's a, he's a human. He's getting hit now. Um, you know, oh, that's some rocky stuff, huge, bro. That some hit, rocky that stuff against so huge, man. And it was so big. And then like those the way that 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 felt that ball just fell into Josh Allen's lap right there on the sideline. The way that you know Zay Jones, um, you know, toe taps, and you know we had a lot of breaks go our way. And we capitalized that, man. And I just hope that we can continue to stack wins, uh, you know, on on Sunday. You know what's interesting about that hit is doesn't that kind of almost feel symbolic of like a shift in the rivalry kind of? Like that was like the turning point where it's going to change possibly going forward? I I think it is. I, I think it definitely is because they, you know, have been basically like – Heard some some fans say, and you know, a couple of local radio guys up there say a couple weeks ago that it wasn't a rivalry to them anymore, because we kept you know losing, and 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 internally our our team hasn't been where it is, and finally we get some remnants of a team, and we're able to you know go up there and get a get a W. Um, it, it just really reignited what we all knew as Jacksonville fans, Jaguar fans were there all along. We just you know wanted the team to be successful and that that hit I, I don't care you could see the look on his face when he got back to the sidelines he couldn't believe it he could not believe it that he got hit like that he couldn't believe that he fumbled um and then you, you by you know essentially a, a backup linebacker I, uh, I thought it, it was I thought it was weird too that like uh later on in the game like right out of the second out of the uh the half I believe Tennessee tried a trick play and they ended up fumbling it. He didn't really like, you know, hop on the ball like he you thought he would have. You know, he kind of like kneeled down to try to pick it up, and we just scooped in there and just grabbed it. You know what I mean? So I I think that that hit definitely stung him. Yeah, and not to take anything away from Derrick Henry, he's gonna be, you know, he he he's gonna get a gold jacket one day, in my opinion. Dude's dude's, you know, he's that good of a running back. But they're players. They're 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 people like. You can't put him on such a high pedestal and then just, you know, it almost was like what was the game in 2018 or 17 where he went 99 yards and had like eight dudes touch him and yeah. none of them, they were all trying to like just trip him instead of tackle him. Like, you know, come on. Like, he can be hit, to, you know, all these guys. So it's just really good to see that. It's good to see that Doug Peterson has them believing. That's that's what I think the biggest key is. It's such good coaching, such positive momentum uh, from the emotional standpoint of the game coming from the coaching staff. Um, not so much the GM, but that's another story and another opinion <laughs> for another time. Um, but it's just good to see. It really is. Yeah, awesome. I also heard one anecdote about like Doug Peterson playing like a uh, a video before the game of like, I don't even know what it was, but something, I guess a hype video about Tennessee and, and the rivalry and all that stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Hey, what's up y'all? It's JK three holidays are right around the corner. What better gift than ArcticZone.com. Go ahead and check out some of their gift guides. They've got things for everyone. Um, gifts under $30. Also gifts under 100 bucks. If you need that last minute shopping, uh, go to ArcticZone.com and use code Kellum. 10 at checkout and let's get back to the show all right and back to the show so shifting gears to the cowboys game uh, i know you guys were talking a little bit before the game which i'm interested in uh discussing before we get into the football aspect kind of the game day experience to expect because 
Derek, you said that there was, uh, what, like standing room only tickets or something like that being opened up? Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, you know, tickets going for, you know, $500 a piece in the, in outside a club in the 200s. Um, you got 400 tickets going, you know, for double the value from what I understand, what I saw. Now, these are people, obviously, ticket owners, season ticket holders can, or whoever owns the tickets can put whatever price they want on them. But um, it almost kind of reminds me of, uh, y- you know, the sneaker world a little bit. <laughs> some, <laughs> George, some George come out on Saturday and then, you know, six hours later, they're, they're already double the price. It's like, yay, the, the, the Jags win a game on Sunday and then like six hours later, <laughs> tickets are tickets are on the rise. But no, um, you know, the city put out a few things as regarding to getting down there early. A lot of people are expected to come down to the game. And yeah, look at a couple things. Like Think about this from – get away from just the actual game of football for a second. Focus on the team and the economic impact of the city, stuff we talk about during the offseason. Week before Christmas, family's here. When is the last time the Jags have been in contention in December? Oh, and the biggest team – America's team in our backyard. So you put all those things together. Oh, and college football season outside of bowls is over with. People are looking for something to do. And it's going to be cold. Yeah, and it's going to be cold. I know that's why my my wife is going because it's going to be cold. Okay, If it were 90 degrees, I'd be there by myself. No way. But she's going to go because it's cold. Um, But yeah, you got all those, a, a lot of factors going in the right direction for this to be a huge economic impact uh, for our city, which, you know, we, we love to hear as citizens of, of Jacksonville and, and North Florida areas just just love that that, that is happening. And I think it's great. You know, they mm-hmm. sell out, you know, go, go to your tailgates, um, you know, get there at 10, 1030. And just for, you know, six hours, forget that, you know, about work on Monday. Just, hey, we're going to go. We're going to have fun. We're going to get to see our team play our star quarterback, potentially lead us to a victory against a really good football team. Um, that It's going to be tough. I'm not saying it's going to be easy by any stretch, but it's just the potential's there. We can do it. Mm-hmm. We, we can definitely do it. So they yeah. just have to go out and perform. It's going to be it, – it, this is going to give me – and just the week leading up to it, I mean, and even watching some of the media and things like that, this is really giving me um, the feeling of when the Seattle Seahawks came here uh, and mm-hmm. that game was flexed to Sunday night. And, you know, it was just – it was just – it was insane. Um, in my opinion, I don't think it's I, – I don't think it's hard to get up for this game. I mean, it's uh, December football – meaningful football left, you know, right now on the roster and every, uh, excuse me, right now on the schedule, every game counts. Every game is going to be a playoff game, you know, for, for this team. Um, I expect a playoff atmosphere on Sunday. Um, it's going to be, you know, packed house. I hope that it's, you know, I, I'm hoping that it's more 50, 50, but I think it's going to probably be 60, 40 and that's okay. And the way that you combat that is you don't, I'm, I'm not selling my tickets. I, I've, I, I would, I'm the, it's meaningful football in December. Uh, it's a hostile atmosphere. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things leading up to this. Uh, and this honestly could be a game that it could be one of Trevor's signature wins in, in his career. This could probably be one of his first, like, actual. I mean, you got the comeback win. 
you know, and you're thinking about like important wins as far as like a quarterback goes, you know, obviously it's your first win, um, you know, your first either road win, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, your comeback win, you know, for a while, everybody was talking like saying, oh, we haven't had a comeback win. We haven't seen a comeback win from Trevor. We haven't seen him clutch. You know, we've got that right now. For the time being right now, this is going to be his first big win, like his first monumental, you know, big win, um, you know, only because of who we're playing. And I think the Cowboys travel very well. Um, They get all the national coverage and everything else like that. And how much sweeter is it going to be when you wake up on Monday morning and see what the Cowboys did to lose against the Jaguars instead of it being the Jaguars beat the Cowboys, you know what I mean? So I, I think it's an awesome opportunity for somebody to come out that's never been to a playoff game, um, that's never been to a hostile environment there, uh, you know, down at the field. Uh, and then also, you know, it's just show up. Show up for your team. Mm. I think it's going to be kind of similar, not exactly the same, but you remember the uh, Jags-Buffalo game, that playoff game that we had here, just that oh, yeah. atmosphere and how, like, Insane. I don't know, yeah, how much energy there was. I don't. It's not going to be exactly like that, but I think, you know, I think it'll be energy similar to that. Um, and, uh, you know, so, but you talk about cold weather. I mean, I hope so. I, I feel like we're at, where we have seats, it's like the sun is five feet from my face and we are immune to things like that that, that are nice. Last time <laughs> I checked, the high was 55, now really? it's saying 58. Okay, all right, well, that's so. good. Yeah, so that, that'll be good then. Um, I do fully expect to be completely surrounded by Cowboys fans from where I sit, so we'll see how that goes. But oh yeah, um, you're gonna be. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Derek. I mean, what what is the Cowboys record? I mean, they're pretty good, right? I don't watch a lot of stuff outside the Jags, but I mean, they're like one of the best teams. So, I mean, this is like the ultimate test, I would think. Yeah, they're ten and three. Um, they're ten and three, and they are not winning their division. Think about that. Philadelphia's hmm. winning their division. At 12. Everybody in the NFC East has a winning record. All of them. <laughs> That's why yeah. they call it the t- toughest division in football. Uh, there's a couple people, you know, a couple fans in like the AFC North and then, you know, the uh, the AFC West that might have, you know, say something about that. But they're this year it's the NFC East. Um, but they're 10-3. They, uh, they're, they're fighting. They're two games back of the division. And they're looking at a wild card, so they're not going to come here playing around. Um, they're going to be all business. They're going to be ready to play. Meaningful football mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't. This is a trap game for them. Yeah, they can't afford to to lose this because they want to make sure they're in position. Um, Washington and New York play each other, so one of them is going to go eight five and one, and the last thing Dallas wants to be. Is ten and four with one of them, you know, right on their heels, one of those two teams. So um, now the likelihood of them getting in, you know, they're already at double digit wins. So the likelihood of them getting in is very positive. But they also don't probably don't want to play any road playoff games. Um, as a wild card, they're probably going to play some, so they're going to try to finish with the best record they can to at least get one. It'll be tough because. They, you know, they they probably won't win their division, but uh, they don't want to shoot themselves in the foot. So yeah, they're 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 good. They're, there's a reason why um, I still have a bias towards them uh, because I hate Jerry Jones. Uh, so for those that don't know, I grew up a Cowboys fan before the Jacks came to town, and um, in '94, '95. So uh, know that franchise very well. 
And they always do this. They'll put together good teams and lay goose eggs in the playoffs. But, you know, during the regular season, they, they, they come out and they play hard. Yeah, I think, um, you know, from a, from, a, from a game perspective, you know, the, it's, it's tough to find a weak link, you know, on the, on the team. It really is. And, and again, you know, this team is, I, I would say that the weakest link is probably Dak. That's that's and again yep. that's probably the weakest link on the team. I mean, you got a two-headed, you know, running back system, and it seems like these both of these guys are competing for each other's job in Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. Uh, and, and then, as far as playmakers goes, um, you know, on 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 the offensive side, I mean, you've got CD, you've got um, Noah Brown, Gallup. Uh, you've got, I mean, you've got some. They've got talent, you know, pretty much, you know, on all levels of the ball. Um, and then I would say, you know, from an offensive from an offensive side, this is going to be a very tough, uh, you know, day for or excuse me, for, from a defensive perspective. It's going to be a very tough day um, for the Jags and trying to slow down, you know, them. And I think the key to the victory there is getting home like you did last week. Uh, you know, this team is going to run through Dak um, and you really want to get there. You really want to hit him um, as often as you can. They hit him, um, and I think also one thing that he is he is in, he is interception prone. He will turn the ball. He will throw the ball to you. Like make sure that you catch it. We cannot, you know, we we can't can't afford any drop, you know, interceptions. We can't afford any drop things like that. You got to definitely keep, you know, uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke in. And then as far as like our corners goes, uh, you know, for Trey Trey, um, depending on where they put uh, either Darius Williams. Or Trey Herndon, uh, depending on where they put them on the sides, man, it it is we're, we're going to need a lot of help there. You got to stay disciplined, and you've got to really just go up and contest some balls because he's going to let it fly. They're going to throw it over. The opportunity is going to be there, um, you know, on the defensive side, um, and and I think that that's how you're going to really be able to kind of stop them is capitalizing on the turnovers that you know and the opportunities for the turnovers because they will get there, and you got to get home to number four. Have to have to get home to number four. Like we need the defensive line to really just show up on, on, on this, on this day. Um, and it will be vice versa for the offensive line. They've got just as many weapons on the, on the defensive side of the ball as the Cowboys as they do on the offensive side of the ball as well. And it's all going to start within that front um, that we have. And, you know, these guys have got to be ready to play uh, cam. He's going to be coming up against Michael Parsons you know, strong, young, athletic, has bend. He's great with some of his defensive line moves. Um, he's really good at recognizing screens and run plays, things like that, and diagnosing the defense. Uh, and then, as you know, as far as, uh, you know, the defensive side of the ball goes, uh, you know, for the Cowboys, you've got, uh, you know, Diggs back there, who's who, who's a ball hawk, and uh, Vander Esch, you know, you know, one of the, the, the linebackers. So, I mean, I think it's just going to be, it's going to be a a great game, and I think that as far as from a Jaguars perspective goes, you know, Trev's got to keep filling himself. Doug's got to keep putting him in the same, you know, positions. Doug has seen this team. He's seen Dallas before, so he's going to know what works. He's going to know what doesn't work, uh, and he's got to continue to still just, you know, throw the ball all over the yard. You know, I don't think they're going to rely on the run game as much. Run game hasn't really been there. Uh, you know, again, we haven't had a solid run game since uh, since the Raiders game, 
Um, so we're, we're definitely going to have to, if the run game is there, great. You know, I'm not saying completely run away from it, but you got to set up the our run to set up the pass. But in the in the point when it comes to, you know, distributing the ball and with accuracy uh, and taking those shots and things like that, you know, they're going to have to go out here and this is going to have to be one of those games where they start off and steal a possession like they did, uh, you know, steal a possession with an onside kick or something like that. Or, uh, you know, capitalize on the turnovers. They've got to find a way to get more possessions and more opportunities and more scores than Dallas. That was a really good overview. <laughs> well, to, to to add to that, he, he's right about Dak and the turnovers. Five in the last three games. That's just picks. He's gonna throw it, bro. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna throw it to the other team. Yeah, Dallas's receivers where they make up for make up with speed, they lack in size. So they're not the biggest guys in the world. CD Lamb isn't gonna like bulldoze you over or, or or moss you for a ball. Now he will run right past you. Um and they they have to be ready for that. And you can't play off of them because their their rushing stats combined between um Pollard and Elliott, like fifteen hundred yards and eighteen touchdowns. Bro, they run the ball. <laughs> yeah. That's where they went is running the ball. That's where we have to be ready. Uh, Trayvon Walker, apparently he's got the, the ankle sprain, the high ankle sprain, and he might not play. That's going to be huge because this is this is what – this game right here I think probably could have been like not a you know coming out party, but just like, look, dude, we don't need you to speed around the corner and hit the quarterback. We need you to crash down and like and, and crack some of those linemen that are coming around and, and close those holes up um, do something because that's what they're going to do. They run a lot of trap stuff. They pull a lot of things. Um, they'll they'll do some crazy things to get the ball in Pollard and Zeke Elliott's hands, and I think that it just it seems like a lot because you know they have a lot of guys that could be Pro Bowlers or you know you know definitely you know Tony Pollard's. I think he technically still is a backup, which is weird, but um, you know Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott could start on most NFL running you know NFL teams. So, if not all of them, all of them, yeah, yeah, Dude, all they, of them. I mean, I'm just, I'm good. thinking about the ones, yeah, think about the <laughs> ones that that already got established running backs, but uh, they are they're just a machine, and just like last week, how when we were getting turnovers and then scoring, no field goals, none of that field position crap. They were taking turnovers and turning it into six. We got to do the same thing here. Get that turnover. If we get a turnover, it's got to get six. Got to have six. If it's three, that's not going to work. Or field position, no. That's those days are long gone. We we got to get. It's not. It's not going to work. And because Dallas was down big against Houston last week, big, and they came back. I'm yeah, stormed (laughs) back, bro. Like so, yeah. There's. I mean, you you have got to. It. This has got to be one of those things where you have got to put the pedal to the metal and keep it there. Um. I mean, and that that's it. You just got to bear down, man, and just it's. Oh, this is it. I, I love these type of games because of the pressure. But then again, uh, I'm just I, I already can't wait until Sunday and it's Thursday. And I just think I'm just hyped thinking about the matchups, thinking about the crowd atmosphere, thinking about the tailgating experience, thinking about all the trash talking and everything else like that. And another nugget. They've never won here in Jacksonville. Hmm. So, I mean, it's just another great. I mean, 
Again, they beat us in London, but they've never won in Duval County. So I would love, you know, for us to continue to maintain that streak, man. And just what better way? Like, I thought the Raiders game was like the, the victory over the Raiders was sweet. Like just watching all these, all them walk out in their Halloween costumes and like all this other stuff, like a bunch of freaks. And now, you know, here it is. <laughs> On Sunday, you know, we've got a team that, and I've got Cowboys fans that have been, you know, all in my text messages. We're going to take over your stadium, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just, I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't love any better for, for them. I mean, if, if, if the Jags win on, uh, on, on Sunday, it's got to be like a, like 11 p or 11 a.m. noon start. For everyone in Jacksonville that has an office job and that needs to go in, like it, it's got to be some type of, like yeah, something like that, man. It's it's a big game for Cowboys fans that that travel. I always like to try to think of away game fans or away team fans on sort of like an index of most likely to start fights in the stadium to least likely. Like, where do they fall on that scale? I mean, are, are they the type that are aggressive and and you're gonna see like little scuffles in the stadium and following the little police officers where they go to see what's happening and take your camera out and all that kind of stuff or what? Dude, they're, they're, they're up there. Okay. They, they, they're up there. Um, you know, I, I think they're up there because of, uh, the history, uh, they're up there because they feel, um, you know, they like they're America's team, even though the Jags have more playoff victories in the last, you know, relevant years than they have. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a very chippy game. It's gonna be a very aggressive game on, on both sides of the ball, man. And I think it's just it's gonna be a really good game. Is it bad that I get like sick satisfaction about watching and catching those like fights in the stands and everything? A little guilty pleasure. We all yeah. got them. <laughs> yeah, you know that feeling like you start seeing like people around you all start looking the same direction, like yeah. somewhere else in the stadium. And then you look and you just everybody finds it. Like wherever it's happening, everybody finds it. And then maybe give it what was it like that one fight like. 10 minutes later on Twitter, it's like <laughs> posted with like a hundred thousand views. So even if you miss it, don't worry. Cause there's going to be replays. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, no, that, that's interesting. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm super excited for it. Um, Derek, if you had to, to guess, like, would this be more of a, um, I know we're not really doing score predictions anymore, but is this going to be more of like a high scoring game, low scoring game? Like, what do you think that's that kind of like macro level, uh, look, uh, will be um 20s high 20s could get into low 30s i mean i, I don't know what's the let's see here hold on let's let's just see what vegas says what what does vegas say the over under is for this uh vegas is saying 47 and a half so i mean if you got a, I don't know, a 23, you know, 20, you know, it would it be 23 or 26, 20, 27, 20, 27, 21? I think Cowboys are favored by four. So, uh, you know, obviously they're, they're thinking, you know, more than a field goal, less than a touchdown, somewhere in the middle there. Think we? I think we're getting four because it's at home. If this game were in Dallas, I think they'd have it at seven. Um, it, it, it's going to be somewhere in those twenties. It could get to thirties if they get crazy. Um, 
which that's another thing too. Dallas is, although Dak can throw picks, what they can do is they can get vertical quickly. Like they'll they'll run deep. They got a guy, uh, the, the Noah Brown guy. He, he comes out of nowhere. No one's like you know, like who's Noah Brown? You know you know who C D Lamb is, and you know Michael Gallup. Although he's coming off the knee and he hasn't been as explosive, but they just get up and down the field, and they get vertical. And then when you're backing up and like, oh, crap, then here they come with that running game. Um, but, yeah, they it could go any way. And then with, with, with Trevor, it just – if you really look at C, like what JK3, before we started recording, you said three and two in the last five. You know who plays well when we win is Zay Jones. Zay Jones last probably, what, four or five weeks, double-digit targets – I think Detroit, he didn't have double-digit targets. You know, he had like five drops, though, or something. But not picking on him. But um, when Zay Jones plays well, when he gets 11, 12 uh, targets, gets seven, you know, eight, nine receptions, we're tough. We're very tough. That's going to be that's gonna be critical. You know, most people think, oh, we gave Christian Kirk all that money, so we're going to go after Christian Kirk. You know, I think Zay Jones is really the key. Zay Jones uh, and Evan Ingram. Evan, Ing- Evan Ingram, I think that was more of a scheme thing. I think they picked up on something in the film room, and they just were like, all right, we got to go after that. I'm yeah. curious to see who they're going to pick up in the film room here because Dallas does have some decent corners. The linebackers, eh, they're not all world, but they're pretty good. So uh, I'm really curious. I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. I think Anthony Barr... Vander Esch. They're not like Michael all Parsons. Parsons. Dante Fowler more. plays for Dante. Uh, Dante Fowler plays for them too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot about that. <laughs> but no, you, you know what I mean. Like Michael Parsons, you got to be worried about him rushing the passer, not so much him out in coverage. Yeah. Um, you know, Dallas runs a funky. They have a a set four, but they do some weird stuff uh, with within like a hybrid. You know. Kind of looks like a four three, but then they can get you know three four. They go you know four two five. Uh, they'll get three with Parsons on the end three plus one, and have like a um, it looks like a three three stack, but then they drop him down. It turns into a or it turns into a four two. So they can do some they can do some interesting things. Dallas just picked up T Y Hilton too this week. Yeah. <laughs> man, Andrew Luck's been know, retired. Man. If no Andrew I'm Luck, no saying. T.Y. Hilton. No, I'm, I'm not just buying. saying, bro. I'm not buying. You can you can have that. I'm just saying. Um, well, I shouldn't say that because Deshaun Jackson did come out of nowhere and catch a 60 yard bomb on us a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I didn't know Dante Fowler was still in the league. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Is he good? Like he's playing well, or uh, so he's he's um, he's behind. Uh, he, I think he, I think they come in waves. So I think the Cowboys, the way their front, their their defensive front set up, I think they're coming in waves. So he will have, you know, a couple of opportunities, um, kind of like Arden Key, you know, comes in and just strictly rushes after the passer. You know, so uh, depending on, you know, their their coverage, or excuse me, depending on their 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 play calls and, and the games and how, how it's going, you know, he he could probably get in. Okay, but overall, man, I I think it's gonna be a great game. I don't want to give a prediction. But if Vegas says four, would you say three, four and a half or three and a half? It's um, 47 and a half over under with a, a four, four point um, spread. So Dallas by four. Yeah. 
I don't know hope it's the other the, way around. <laughs> I don't know any of the the gambling lingo. Is that like a, like saying they'll beat us by four, pretty much? Yeah, yeah. Three so one. Dallas minus four. <laughs> so yeah, they'll they'll win by four points or more. Okay. Over unders, you know, they'll put odds on the the, the total points. Um, you know, both defenses aren't like this. You know, Dallas can de- Dallas's defense can play really good one week and really bad the next. They just prove that with the Houston game because Houston has no receivers, no quarterback, and a hurt running back, and they still put up twenty three points on them. Hmm. Uh, Houston did. So Dallas's defense they can they can play Jekyll or Hyde. Um, and and this is and not so much this is a trap game. Is I feel like they've been brewing for a bad performance these last three or four games because they have not been like earlier in the year they were really rolling and then you know Dak gets hurt they get the backup in and Dak comes back they get a little bit rolling again but these last three or four games they just have not um they they haven't been what what they what they are I mean let's take a look here they did they did beat the Colts they did beat beat up on the Colts but in the Giants was 28-20 Packers beat them by three, but that, that's, you know. So they can get going, but then again, the fact that they only beat the Texans by four, it's just, uh, yeah. So I retract that. You know, they it's didn't have two blowouts. Sunday, yeah. It's any given Sunday, man. They're, they're just a good team. That's all it is. They're just a good team. So it's not, it's not, it's just going to take, let's see what Trevor and them can do. Um, mm-hmm. And they can do it. They can yeah, well, no, it sounds like uh, we're excited. Everybody else is excited. Um, I will warn everybody for the cold games because um, I don't know if it is still this way, but, you know, Duncan has, like, coffee that you can buy. So if it is really cold, there's coffee um, that you can purchase from, more like, like, a special concession stand. It's the worst coffee ever. Don't <laughs> buy it. It is the most watered down, like, it is literally, like, dirty water. It's not even coffee, I, I, I would think, which is terrible because you could easily invest in a Keurig and, and spit out some, like, okay coffee even. But, um, so if you, uh, if you go and you get cold and you're trying to warm up, don't do that. Maybe just go uh, stand in the, the corridor next to all the other people and, uh, and warm up that way. Just hold your nose. You do a shot of bourbon also. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of uh, uh, having fun, uh, what's the uh, what's the menu for uh, the the cooked animal meat uh, at the tailgate? God, why you say it like that, bro? Good <laughs> night, bro. <laughs> Dang, man, we're doing uh, we're doing we're we're doing boneless brisket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I've got a uh, I've got an eighteen pound brisket that I'll be throwing down. Uh, you know, for the tailgate, and then uh, you know all the sides and everything else like that. Um, my cousin DJ Trav, shout out to DJ Trav, day one listener of uh, Down by the Bank. He'll uh, he'll be spinning. So uh, we're in Lot E. Everyone's more than welcome to come. Want to be a Jaguars, uh, you know, kind of party and things like that. So uh, should be a good time. But yeah, Lot E. Just listen for the loud uh, music. Whatever he spins, it's it's top forties. Whatever's in. Whatever the young kids are listening to at the Ritz is what he's playing. <laughs> so yeah, that's what he—that's what it is. Okay, cool. Anything? Because uh, if I pop by, you know, I'll have Amelia. Anything vegetarian? Like you got like one little veggie burger you can bring with you? Yeah, I, I whip something up for her. She's she's right. vegetarian, not vegan, right? Right. 
Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, I'll whip up something, man. I'll... Well, technically, she's pescatarian too. So I mean, there. So technically, like fish and stuff's okay if you. Even yeah. Anything like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna have any fish at the tailgate, but I uh, will have some stuff for. <laughs> I have like some mac and cheese, okay. Um, okay. and then I'll throw down. If you come, if you you if you come and you listeners are listening to it, if you do come, you have to tell me the day before so I can make sure I have plenty of options for her. Yes. Accommodations. Okay. okay, great. Yeah, hey, so you heard hey, it for vegetarians hey, out there. Re- really quick. So, I uh, just looking at the Cowboys schedule. Back to they are uh, they 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 blow a team out, then it's close. They blow a team out, then it's close. Uh, the close ones they win or lose. Um, this could be the same for us because they just you know beat the Texans close. So you know, according to stats, you know, oh, well it's just Jacksonville. They're gonna blow us out, but they got Philadelphia right after us. They're going to be looking past us. I'm saying it here not. first. They're going to be looking past us. They're going to be looking at Philly. We're going to get them. I'm not predicting right. a score or none. They're just going to be looking past us because they got Philly because they want that division. They're going to be looking past us. That's that's yeah. all I'm saying. That's interesting. That's actually, yeah, you could you could see that actually. I could picture that. Um. All right. Well, uh, good stuff. So uh, exciting. Um. I hate that I've had those pessimistic episode titles lately, so I'll try to pick something really optimistic and happy in this one. So, um, so if you guys have any ideas before I edit this, please text them to me. But uh, appreciate everyone for listening. Please subscribe and rate and review on all the podcast things, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever else is out there. And again, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. So thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.